Any final words of advice for your old captain? Wait, don't tell me. I'm being impulsive. I haven't considered all the consequences. It's too risky. Thanks for the input. But I've got to do what I think is right. I know it wasn't easy living all these years without her, Chakotay. But when I'm through, things might be better for all of us. everyone welcome to deep space pride a gay star trek podcast my name is mike i am one of your hosts and with me is johnson my co-host johnson happy wednesday how are you doing today happy wednesday it means it's almost thursday which means it's almost a weekend which means it's almost next week so yes but you just admitted before we started recording that there are no real work-life boundaries, so... No, no, do, no. Do... Well, actually, um, I'm pretty good on weekends, keeping my oh. eye off work emails. Okay. But I would say Monday to Friday, I'm, like, pretty on all the time. Yeah. Okay. It's all like, right. I think that's just agency life. You get used to it, you know? You just get used to, like... But by 5 o'clock on Friday, it's lights out? More or less. So supposedly we are starting summer Fridays this Friday already, Ooh. which is shocking to me. Shocking. Because usually most agencies, we don't start summer Fridays until Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. Right. Yeah. So for here, for this agency, summer Fridays means you can sign off at one. And I'm like, Ooh. will that ever happen? <laughs> I like it rarely happens. But I think one nice thing is Fewer people. Okay, so it's a two prong, two prong sword, two blade, double edged blade. I'm like, wait, I'm like conflating all my life <laughs> idioms. So <laughs> whatever. So you know, this means that Friday afternoons it frees up. Fewer people want to have meetings. Like you know, usually it gets a little more quiet. If you want to work, you can get more work done and then sign off a little bit earlier. Or if you can, you actually log off. But this means that now my Monday to Thursday. All the meetings are compounded because no one wants to have meetings on Fridays. So now everything else is from Monday to Thursday. Today, I had 12 meetings. My first meeting started at 9. My last meeting was at 5.30. So it was just like out of Wow, yeah. yeah. It's like, so I'm like, will this be my life for the next four months? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Monday through Thursday. I mean, yes. Well, you know, you know how I feel about too many meetings. So, but this is, this is remote work. It's like everything becomes a meeting because you can't just pop in and have a five minute chat with someone. So, yeah, I mean, you're chatting through Zoom does not kind of fulfill that need for quick questions and things like that. Well, now it's a matter of actually like you book, you need to book a time because everyone is in all these back to back meetings. So you don't actually try to book a time once in a while. I'll be like, oh, can I just Zoom you? 
and yeah, yeah, that yeah. happens. Yeah. But most of the time, that's difficult. So you gotta book uh, okay. a meeting. And uh, in order to know block it, out, yeah. yeah, you need to block out the time in order to you need block basically out have that chat that exactly. you could. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Wow, that is quite wow. the life. Well, you know, if there are no meetings on Friday, that is, you know, you can work at your own pace and kind of sign off when you want to. So that's not yes. a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it works. But all right. Um, that's yeah, interesting. So... Maybe I should float that idea to my my uh, company and say, hey, let's start Fridays, which for most of the people I work with would be Thursdays, but. I'm, I'm Monday through Friday, but most people are Sunday through Thursday. So, right. Um, but yeah, hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. The other idea that someone had or that I had or something, because we had a random snow day and or February 1st, I think it was, or February 15th, some, no, February 15th was President's Day. Two weeks before that, we had a random snow day, right? I don't We'd, remember, but sure. Um, so not, not a, an official snow day. Like it's where my bosses said, Hey everybody, we want to take a snow. We want you to take a snow day, Mm -hmm. log off, do not do work. We'll close down for the day. So my op, the opposite thought was we should have a sun day Ah! where it's a beautiful day outside and people just be like, you know what? Let's just have a sun day. That's cute. Um, so Will it happen though? Uh, it might. I mean, the, the, uh, you know, it actually probably should have happened like this week or last week after kind of Easter. Yeah. Um, but I a lot of people. Was supposedly nice, right? I didn't go outside. No, it was, it's cloud, uh, mostly, mostly cloudy. Oh, was it? Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I only went out to the grocery store um, okay. to pick up a few supplies to got get it. us through until our meal plan kicks in. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, the meal plan. The meal plan. Yes. Yeah. So trying to simplify our life with a meal plan. That's so right. it'll be good. We still need to cook. Yeah, but these are like 15 minute quick meal things. So uh, definitely not uh, not as involved. They provide everything. The only thing you need to provide are salt, pepper and olive oil. That's mm-hmm. it. So, I mean, 15 minutes. That's great. Done. Take it. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Well, let me know how it goes. Yeah. I hate cooking. I hate that. Ah! I mean, I've, you know, I'm kind of become the same way. I mean, but last night Dennis cooked a pot roast, which was amazing. Let's see. Uh, that sounds so, so involved. It, will, it was definitely involved in his part for sure. Um, but it was so good. Oh, wow. Just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm dreaming about it right now. Wow. Um, so yeah, so once in a while, but he's sort of more the cook. I mean, he probably, is definitely more the like the more experimental cook, or he wants to yes, try yeah, different things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, like for me, like work kind of goes to like seven ish, and you know, he gets out of work at eight, and you know, I the down, you know, I need a little downtime, right? And or sometimes I'll go for a run or whatever, do some exercises after I get off work, and so. Yeah, it's just a matter of kind of uh, figuring out a balance between all of this stuff. So, I mean, that's the thing. I'm like, mentally, I think I have like a block when it comes to cooking because usually after work, I'm like, I'm tired. 
And yeah. I can't imagine. I know with the meal plan, you don't have to like prep or anything, but still, I'm like, oh, I have to like pull it out of the plastic and like put it in. It's like, oh, but that's that's easy, you know. You know, <sighs> so you know what we're both suffering from is uh, decision fatigue. When you I was work, say being dumb, but sure, no, no, not we're not dumb. No, we're just by the end of the day, decision fatigue is is a real thing, and True. you just can't make up your mind, and so. I face that all the time when I'm home and need to cook dinner. And I'm like, I have no idea what to cook. Mm-hmm. Um, so this will definitely help with that. And I'm excited about it. So, and I think we'll save money because quite honestly, like between the times that we can't decide and we do takeout, you know, we're probably, we, we spend a lot more than we would on a meal plan. So, right, and then, right. and then we have a couple of like other staple meals that are kind of fine, you know, like tonight's chicken. Yeah. Tonight's chicken, rotisserie chicken and salad. Oh my I God. Mean. So boring. Yes. But it's food. It's nutrition. It's fine. It's nutrition. Yeah. You should do what I did when I had COVID. Just put in a blender and just drink it. You know, no, that's like... gross and disgusting. And I still have taste buds and it would, it, you would, it would actually taste like vomit. And therefore I, I would vomit. <laughs> like it would taste like vomit going in and coming out. Yes. So. Uh, if, if it even made <laughs> it in before I vomited, whatever was in my stomach, but oh my God. yeah. So that's, what's going on here. Uh, yeah. Fine. I, and I'm, uh, I, last time we talked I, or on the podcast, I was, uh, kid sitting. Oh I yeah. Oh my God. I survived that. So the children, the children and the dogs. So, yeah. um, but man, was I exhausted by Sunday night? So exhausted. Yeah. Well, the driving back and forth between New York and Boston doesn't help. Yeah. That, yeah. That, I mean, driving, driving back was actually, it was a little tough. I was getting really tired on the way down, which, mm-hmm. which I stopped and got a coffee about halfway down. Mm-hmm and uh at a rest stop and they didn't have milk first of all which was like i was like what what, what? yeah we're out of milk i'm like i i was like this is dunkin donuts how can you be out of milk i didn't i didn't even go into it i was so tired i was like just put cream in it then fine fine whatever i just need the coffee and then yeah. i think it was still in my system because i don't usually so it's like 3 30 maybe four o'clock okay i don't drink coffee that late uh-huh and I think so that night when I got home and got settled and whatever, I was I was tossing and turning, couldn't get. Well, settled. you went to bed like something like nine, nine thirty or ten. Yeah, but I and I couldn't. So we're settle. chatting, and I you're like, "I'm in bed already." I'm like, "All right, bye." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was, uh, but I was still restless, so it took me a while to kind of. I can drink coffee at like ten p.m. and then, and then hit the pillow and fall asleep at one. That's insane to me. That, that is insane. Doesn't affect me. Wow yeah superpower yeah I, it, that is a superpower for sure but d- when you drink it does it help you become more alert and get things done or whatever i'm not sure i just oh, like okay. the taste of it like i don't really i'm not sure how much it does for me to be totally okay. honest yeah you probably are immune to it then yeah it doesn't i'm not sure it does anything yeah but i enjoy it you know speaking of immune uh you got your first oh. shot last weekend Yes. So I got my first Pfizer vaccination on Saturday. Um, went to the Javits Center 
to get my shot. For those of you that don't know what the Java Center is, that is this huge convention center in Manhattan. That's where they have New York Comic Con, New York, New York City Comic Con, things like that. So that is yep. the place. Yeah. So it is very, you know, you go in and it's this massive facility and there are soldiers everywhere. I was like, oh my God, I'm in a movie you know, World War Z kind of deal <laughs> um, Asian where literally like soldiers are directing traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually pretty organized. I was in and out. And like, I think even with the 15 minute wait afterwards, like, like 40 minutes, it really wasn't that bad. Wow. It was really fast. I think all things considered, um, I was directed. I barely had to wait in line. It might have been shorter. Um, there were some cute soldiers. I was a little distracted. Nice. But no, good. I was, yeah, I was like, I said it to you, but I was like, where do you want me to go, sir? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, over there like, behind the curtain. What? <laughs> OK, sure. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was really efficient and everyone's really nice. And I got a free water and I was like, yes, free water. <laughs> um, you know, I love free water. It's like best. anyway, um, <laughs> in and out. Um, my arm was a little sore on Saturday night. And then Sunday I was like. I was like, my body was like this shit again. And was a bang, bang, bang. And then it was like, you know, I was like, (laughs) nah, please. Um, Fever, chills, headache, soreness. Um, What else? Um, I was like, I was a little like nauseous. It was like everything. Whoa. Yeah. I was like, I still ate, but I was like, oh, my stomach feels a little weird. But it was fine. My, My cough had gone away. It came back. So now I have no like, way. Yeah. Oh, no. wow. Like, yeah. I'm like also like a little bit like um, phlegmy. I'm like, oh, is this normal? So it's a little annoying. It's a little annoying. But, um, you know, my next shot's on May 1st. And then I'm like, let that be it, please. Yeah. And May then fi- May 15th, you'll be good to go. Yeah. Um, so um, hooray, medicine and cute soldiers. There you go. Speaking of Flemmy, I think spring is really here because I, my head is just pounding today, especially. Oh, no, today. really? I don't know. Like yeah. Sinus pressure? Yeah, sinus pressure. I even did took you use Flonies. I did use some Flonies today and I took a Claritin D and still I have a sinus oh, no. pressure headache. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe. And you have your like door open. I do sure. have the door open to let some fresh air because it's, you know. It's, you know, I can't help it. But so you're like the- welcoming in the pollen. It's like, please oh, come in. Give me a please headache. Come in. Yeah, that's true. Um, so dumb. So yeah, so I do have the door open, but there's only our little old pear tree back there. Oh, wait, there's that but big it, pine it, tree. It's out too. to all nature. God. Yeah, that's true. But I like the fresh air. So we're in. <laughs> Clearly, because you have, you have hibernated most of the year inside mm-hmm. of your apartment. Yeah. Um, I haven't gone out since Saturday. You've not been outside since Saturday? Yeah. Oh, you were, but you weren't feeling well. So that makes sense. And then, yeah, and yeah. then, and then, then it rolled right and then, into And then the, the work week started and then so. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I need to go out after this. I have to record this because I need to get supplies. Yeah, I mean, tomorrow, today, you better because tomorrow it's going to rain all day. I, think. I know over. I'm not. That's actually going to start at 2 a.m. And then it's over roll all the way. Oh, man. Yuck. 
but it's going to be what? Oh, it's only going to be 54 tomorrow. Wow. This up and down, like you don't know, like one day it's today of 70 tomorrow. It's 55. Like that's a big difference. But anyway, we digress. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where this is going. In any case, this yes. is our, our outdoor in beginning outdoors, pollen, nature, boo. Well, I guess we should probably move on to why we're here this week. Why are we here this week? What are you getting at? We're well, going to talk about, about the, our, our, our topic. Gonna, yeah, the... we're going to talk about the women of Voyager. Oh, okay. All right. I thought there was a surprise in store. No, I don't have any surprises. You don't like surprises. Mm, I mean, surprises are okay. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I mean, yeah, all the first contact day announcements were of a surprise. Most of them. I was like, That's Ooh. true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Actually, yeah, yeah all of that was a surprise. They went all, all out for that. Mm-hmm. They did. They did. They are keeping uh, Strange New Worlds under wraps, though. I know. I know. One day. But uh, speaking of which, uh, I started listening to the pod directive. Star Trek, the pod directive is back for season two. So, yes, I saw and um the topics just seem boring, so I haven't listened to it. How is it? Um I'm in the middle of listening to I started with Anson Mount, which is episode 2 cuz okay. I, uh, I mean I'm a huge Anson Mount fan, so um it was you know, it was fine. Uh, you know, there you know, they were talking about other stuff other than Star Trek, which is the way the pod directive kind of rolls, but uh, then I went back and uh, listened to episode one because it's the Wrath of Khan, which is my favorite Star Trek movie. And uh, so that's a little bit more interesting to to hear to hear them talk. And and they have two guests talking about it. So um, I don't know who Paul Shear is, though. And Paul I don't... Shear sounds so familiar. I know, doesn't it? But I have no idea who it is. And did you um, Google this person? I did not Google this. Person. Okay. Uh, but Information's you are, at your fingertips. I don't know. What it is, is, you know, and then um, also I want to say Amy Nicholson. Yes, Amy Nicholson. Again, I don't, I don't, don't know, know who that is either. So, um, but that one, you know, I enjoy hearing people talk about the Wrath of Khan. So, okay. Who are Paul Shear and Amy Nicholson? Paul Shear. I, I don't care for Amy Nicholson. Um, Paul Shear. He was on. He does look familiar. He was on the Beep. What? For a little bit. Um, <clears throat> let's see what else. Amy he was on. Oh, he was in uh, Lower Decks. Oh, he plays Lieutenant Commander Andy Billups, the security, not the security. I'm sorry, he's the engineer. Wait, is that correct? Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. He was. Amy uh, Nicholson is the head of head film current for the LA Weekly. She writes for other things too. Oh, interesting. So, um, all right. Um, let's see what yeah. Paul Shear was on. I'm like, he looks. So she's cool. a critic, and uh, Paul Shear is on Lower Decks. Okay. How did yeah, I, I guess not... it was from his appearances on Veep that I kind of. Um... Oh, Veep. That's... Yeah, that's what I said. What do you think I said? What What do you think? What do you think I said? I thought you said beep. Beep. <laughs> Get out so of I here. had no idea what you're talking about. So, right. uh, oh, he was also fresh out the boat. Huh, interesting. I never uh, really got into fresh out the boat. So I watched maybe the first season. I oh, watched like from, a few episodes. Oh, he's from Huntington, New York. 
Okay, that's that on Long Island. All right, you know what? This this podcast is now about Paul Shear. We can move on. Okay. But anyway, going back on. to the pod directive. So, is it worth it? I don't know. I, I mean, you know, if you need something to, if you're cleaning or whatever or doing something else, uh, yeah, you can put it on and listen to it. It's fine. It's that it's that kind of podcast. You know, you don't need to like pay a ton of attention. Uh, so. Okay. Yeah, I was doing other things today, so that's why I was. You know, listening to it, listening to it while I was cooking breakfast, and um, yeah, and then uh, okay. just before I started my Voyager rewatch today, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in anticipation of getting back to why we're here this week, the women of yes, Star yes. Trek Voyager, yes, namely, yes. and we gave this away last week, even though you tried to be surreptitious. About I did it. try to be surreptitious. That's correct. Yes, which was a huge fail. It was a failure. <laughs> it did not work. Janeway, but not Captain. Maybe another rank, you know, yes. another yes. rank, blah, yes. blah, blah. So, everybody, let's get into it for the women of Star Trek Voyager. When your captain first approached us, we suspected that an agreement with humans would prove impossible to maintain. You are erratic, conflicted, disorganized. Every decision is debated, every action questioned. Every individual entitled to their own small opinion. You lack harmony, cohesion, greatness. It will be your undoing. So, as we mentioned last week, we are going to talk about actually two, two characters captain janeway and seven of nine and so we and Cass. are we no we're not talking i was about trying Cass. to pull nancy we didn't, we're not gonna talk oh about yeah but you know don't given, you pull a nancy on this show um but given that Cass does appear in scorpion parts one and two we can touch on her really quickly she, yeah we could sure absolutely um very quickly Kess Kess was there. Great. Yeah, she was present. Um, But yeah, so yeah, so we're going to talk about Scorpions part one and two, and then we're going to head to the end of the series and and, and talk about Endgame, which I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. Um, But I don't know that we've we decided who's talking. I think we're just going to have a general discussion about Janeway and Seven. Yeah, I, I was... I was thinking, unlike our previous TNG and DS9 discussions, we would kind of have just a general discussion because I don't, of the two, I don't necessarily have like a quote unquote favorite. No. Um, that I align myself with in any particular way or associate with in any particular way. So I think that yeah. we can just kind of keep it high level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't so know if we necessarily need to even stick to just. Yeah, sure. People. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Balana so, has a big good, part in. Those are good uh, framing episodes, though. Yeah, the beginning and the end of the whole Borg arc, the whole seven Borg arc. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, So let's let's start with Janeway. So Janeway and Scorpion is um, and I said this before, you know, I I feel like Janeway is the steadfast character of Voyager throughout the series. She Mm -hmm. she has remained the same. I, I, I think in this episode and specifically in part two, when um, when she's injured and she's talking to Ch- Chakotay before the doctor does his operation on her, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
this is still a character who is very much haunted by her decision in the pilot, which was to strand her crew in the Delta Quadrant. So I think everything about this character is all about getting her crew home. And, uh, and uh, this comes up... Some, and doing some discovery on the way. Yeah, yeah. I because mean, I think that that is... You know, like, the thing is, like... Because we have this decision in Endgame. This is the thing. So, because this is brought up specifically. It's like, do you want to do this again, right? Admiral Janeway asks younger Janeway, do you want to make the same mistake again? And this is coming from an older and more jaded Janeway. And Jane and wiser White. and wiser and yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe in some ways more knowledgeable, but I think that she's jaded. I think she's presented as this more jaded character because the whole thing is younger Janeway is the one to remind her of how idealistic she once was. Mm. So older Janeway presents younger Janeway with this dilemma. Like, do you want to do this again to your crew? Do you want to? keep them for another what like was it like 19 years years. 16 years how many years were 23 years in the uh 23 years and then okay yeah so the the end game starts out 10 years after their return which is 33 years yes okay correct so do you want to do this again and younger janeway is not if it means that we can deal this kind of blow to the borg slash kind of making a similar decision. She does get the crew to sign on, at least the senior staff. Um, but this, you know, this, I think that it's in some ways, what happens in Endgame is like a redemption of what happened, like in that regret. But then it's at the same time, I think it's also saying that she would do this again. You know, if she was presented with this choice she would do it again because she would never be able to live with turning her back on the Okamba like that. Um, so I think that was kind of, it was, I think that's in my mind, that's like kind of what it said to me. Um, but yes, I do agree. I think that there is this arc that pops up once in a while. Um, that, that with her guilt. Her, with like, her regret, guilt. Her, regret. Yeah, her, yeah. Her guilt and regret. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And yeah, I think, uh, I think in, in Endgame, you you do you do get to see she I, I feel like she's she's got her wits about her. I don't think that she's she hasn't lost her mind. She isn't crazy. She's really thought out this plan. Oh, because, yeah, Jane. Oh, no, yeah, no, I don't Jane think she's is, Yeah, no, no. I, I she's yeah, thought I this out. I mean, she knew all of like she needed she needed information from Red. She needed drugs right. from the doctor. Yeah, she needed yes. this timepiece that yes. Ensign Paris got her. Like they were like she's been planning this for a while, and um, <clears throat> right. So you know, but it it comes back to that fact that there were some people who were lost along the way, specifically mm-hmm. Seven of Nine, who basically left a very heartbroken Chakotay uh, afterwards, mm-hmm. and um, I thought it was really kind of and Tuvok. And Tuvok, right? Tuvok yes, Tuvok deal. needs a mind meld to get better, and uh, from his family or from his family group, something along that lines. Yeah, I was like, sure. <laughs> um, but I, I really like the scene where she goes to Chakotay's grave, and you know, does all says all the things that Chakotay would say to her. Mm-hmm. Like it's too risky. It's you know all of these things. I thought that was really. Um, 
really a great little scene that she she did but she she wants her crew to be happy she wants her crew to be safe right and um you know i think that also drives her is her devotion to her crew and her promise to get them home and even though in that timeline she did get them home in 23 years she still regrets obviously all the people that were lost along the way so um yeah but i think uh you know going back to scorpion for a few minutes one of the things that is very clear is the tonal shift between her relationship with chakotay during that two-parter right right so she 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 says that this is the best way and well so they start out in the early parts of part one that um you know he's they're going to do this together they'll get through borg space together as a Mm -hmm. team Mm -hmm. um we're in this together and by the end of end of it or by the end of that episode and she's gone over to the the borg ship they've had their disagreement she feels like she's alone she's Mm -hmm. now like um, this this is her unilateral decision yeah this is yeah she's doing this now so Um, I, th- I think that that's the struggle that she had throughout the show, though, was this idea that she, she, the, the ship has become a family, but also mm-hmm. she's still the grand matriarch, the one who has to make all of these decisions. Right. Yeah. You know, she's the captain. Yeah, she's the captain. Yes, of course. I'm not saying that, that she's not the captain, but she she has realized to some extent that the buck stops with her. And even if her crew doesn't agree with her, she still needs to go forward with and do what she thinks is best. Yeah. Um, And and I think that in Scorpion part two, that conversation, once she finds out that Chakotay has burned the Borg bridge, so to speak, and um, done all that. She's displeased. She, displeased is severely <laughs> undercutting her not her, her her anger uh i think uh and, and you you know these back and forth so they've had several of these back and forths obviously where they disagree and mm-hmm. it's gotten to a point where you know it's become too much and then right. then chicote at, at that point realizes the problem is that we're we're, we aren't in alignment with one another, that that's the problem with the human race, which gosh, could, I mean, mm-hmm. could we play that today? I did watch it today. And can it mean the same thing today that it do, did right. back we in- all Basically the message is that we all need to be assimilated and <laughs> yeah. be part of a collective and then it'll make things easier. Well, our individuality is the problem. Yes. Yeah. But uh, I, I think there was hope in that too, that, that our individuality is important, but that we would gather and that we would come together and move in the same direction. And, um, you know, that still feels challenging. What is it? It's uh, the 25th anniversary was this past year. I know. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. So this is a long time ago, you know, it's so long ago. 95, We're so old. 95 to 2002, right? So it ended almost 20 years ago. We're very old. 2003. So yeah. Um, Dead. Yes. Getting there. But 18 years later, we're still, we're still this uh, massive of contradictions and disagreements. Well, that, I don't and, think it's ever going to change. 
I mean, no, that's I don't. episode, I guess. It was like, yeah. Maybe it'll change well, if we had like individuality. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's ever going to be like TNG where everyone's like happy and homogenous, but yeah, no, 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 know, no, no. It's no, going to be more like DS9 or something. Yeah. 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 Unless we do uh, take a right turn and do the whole Independence Day, you know, the aliens come and invade and blow up our, blow us up, and then we have to come together and fight them. Oh my God. Sure. Um, but but that actually came up in the pod directive. Uh, it's actually that there's some interesting points now that we're talking about this a little bit. Um, there's some interesting points that uh, the the guy I forget his name who's the head of Meti, um, not the, Seti, it's Meti. Okay. Um, and Anson is on the board of this this group. So oh, he's, he's on. So there is that connection. Um, but it's basically sending out specific messages to extraterrestrials out there, like intentional messages. So like what? What are they saying? Oh, I don't I don't I don't know if they I, if they went into it. I it's completely left my mind. But OK, um, very compelling. Apparently, I, I mean, it's it's interesting because they do talk about what it would be like if aliens did come now and Please or in us. the future. Um so, I mean, yeah, we, we have two thoughts, right? There, they'll be, they'll destroy us or they'll lie to us. And, and like, it, it's an interesting enough, I would say that that is actually an interesting enough connection uh, to or a reason to watch or to watch the reason to listen to that episode. And, and they do talk about the, the theory that space is so freaking large mm-hmm. and we've only been sending out signals including radio signals for like a hundred years, which is going to take forever to trans transmit throughout the universe or whatever. So Only no one's going to, no one's coming out like, like a hundred light years. Yeah. I mean, it's it, no one's going to come and, you know, check us out. So anyway, yeah. Um, back so to I thought Janeway. that back to Janeway. So I think that Janeway is, uh, you know, She's she's kind of severe. Once they have that disagreement early in Scorpion Two, she's very like, mm-hmm. nope. This is these are my orders. Very these stern. are my orders. Yeah, yeah, she's you know she is very stern. Very so, stern. Uh, and I was kind of you know looking back on it and even thinking about it now, Chicote had some balls to really like do what he thought instead of following the captain's orders. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but again, like we talked off 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 uh camera before we started recording uh you know it's uh it's episode of the week and they're back to being fine the next week so there's no yeah, carry totally. over so well i do think they i, I do think they kind of more or less reconcile by the end um but yeah, yeah but definitely by the next episode everything's fine dandy what did you think about the the various standoffs between uh seven of nine and the captain and then seven and nine chakotay okay so well first of all are we still kind of focusing on janeway or transitioning seven nine or we're talking about janeway and seven and nine what uh, we're talking about both and i was kind of thinking well I, i'm kind of since we're talking about scorpion that's what i was kind of focusing on it's just kind of the, the arc within scorpion of janeway and seven uh, i mean the thing is like seven is not really a character yet in Scorpion. I mean, she yeah. represents the Borg Collective. Um, yeah. so ha- there's a little bit 
of personality, like just a little bit, but you know, for the most part, it doesn't start to come out until a little bit later on in season four. So, um, you know, I, I thought that the interactions between them were interesting. Um, you know, I, the thing I do have to say about Janeway, I mentioned this on um, the, last, the last podcast where I was making fun of Michael Burnham, um, is that I do think Janeway is very cool headed. She's, she can like, you can like give her any, any situation and she approaches it very like, okay, here's what we're going to do, you know? She's an, she's a scientist. She's analytical. Well, so was Michael Burnham. Let's not forget. She was raised in a fucking Vulcan, all right? But uh, her emotions are all over the place. She lets her emotions control her. She's worse than Spock. Anyway, um, you know, what, but what <laughs> tell, us, tell us how you really feel. Um, you know, um, Wayne Mao, Janeway is cool as a cucumber. She, you know, really, you can throw a board cube at her. She's like, all right, here's what we're going to do, you know? Um, so I think that even in this episode, I think is a really good example of her. She's just very tactical. She's very, in terms of the way that she approaches situations, crises, um, whether they be scientific or diplomatic. Um, she's kind of boring in that way. You know, like we can say the same thing about Picard, I think. He's just like, he doesn't get too emotional. Like rarely do we see him emotional, at least in TNG. Obviously he's, he's a little bit different, I'm older in Picard. But, you know, I think her character is written in a way where she's a steadfast. And here, like she sticks with her, the thing about Janeway is that she sticks with her guns. Um, she knows what she wants and she, it's not to say that she doesn't make mistakes and she doesn't recognize her mistakes. But I think that the thing that is respectable about her is that she is able to commit to her decisions and play it out. And I think that she's a great character in that way. And think that's why she's also been very inspirational to a lot of people, you know, a lot of people who honestly grew up with Voyager, like we didn't grow up with Voyager, but a lot of people right. did. Yeah. Um, yep. Really found Janeway as an inspiration. Like these random people are big Janeway fans. Like, AOC is a huge Janeway fan, I found out. I was like, okay. Okay. Um, you know, like things like that. Like um, just found her character as um, a source for what they wanted to do, uh, you know, to be a leader or to be a scientist, you know. And um, again, we didn't grow up with that show. So I think it's different for us. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's a lot, of Jane, a, lot, a lot about Janeway, even if she's a little bland, um, that's respectable. I will say that Seven is an excellent foil to Janeway, especially, we see this a lot in season four. I know we're not, this is going beyond Scorpion. Yeah. But I, so I did my Voyager rewatch in a very short amount of time. And I did not recall them having so much conflict, but then I watched all these episodes back to back and it was like, uh, Seven is seriously like ruffling Janeway's feathers like every single episode. Like it's almost every single episode she's not obeying what Janeway wants. There was this one episode, I don't remember the name of it, <clears throat> but you probably saw it where the Herogen are hunting like a species A4, A472, like a member of species A472. Yeah. And 
you know, that uh, like a Voyager basically saves a member. I don't even know what to call it. The, you know, the, the A472 species, whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, J- uh, and Seven is like, why should we help help this alien? And Janeway does this whole reg- very, very standard Janeway speech. You know, she was like talking about something that basically she experienced when she was like, I think in the Academy and they were facing off against some Cardassians or something like that. It was during the Cardassian war. And basically they like, they were put in a situation where they actually had to help the Cardassians. I don't remember the exact story. I might be like making it up at this point. I remember Cardassians were involved. Um, but basically they had, you know, even though the Cardassians were the enemy, they, they showed mercy to the Cardassians and it made them feel like more human, you know, in the midst of war or something like that. So I think the lesson that Jamie was trying to articulate to Seven was like, one way to experience your humanity is to show mercy to a being that is that would be your enemy, in this case, species A472. And Seven's like, uh, fuck that. Like, she's legit just like, no, like, you know, this is dumb. Like, this makes no sense. The Herogen are going to come after them. This, you know, whatever. Um, And we're going to be in the crossfire. It makes no sense. And Jamie does this, you know, very stern, like, I'm ordering you to do this. And Seven's like, nope, I'm not doing it. And I think that it's very interesting, like, you know, the and she's reprimanded, whatever, because eventually she does give species A472 up to the Herogen. But um, I do think that Seven was just a great foil for Janeway and the two of them just bunny heads all the time was a really great way to, I think, grow both characters. Like, because Janeway, the thing about Janeway is like she never, you know, once in a while, like in Scorpion, she's kind of challenged a little bit. For the most part, she's really not. Like she just, she does what she wants. She's a captain, you know, and you know, people yeah. carry out orders and usually everything's fine. Uh, where you then have a character like Seven is like, uh, you want me to follow your orders, but you also want me to follow my individuality, which, what do you want? You know? So it's, it, it, it is very interesting. Um, well, and Janeway does this to herself, right? She made the decision to keep Seven. She's right. the, she's, she's actually at the end of, at the end of Scorpion Part Two, she says, "You know, it's our responsibility now. We we right. removed her from the collective." So, you know, I think it's it's almost like a child. It's almost like an adolescent for you know a child for Janeway. Like this is a not that you know seven. Well, I mean, technically, seven was a child when she was initiated into the Borg. So, um, yeah, I I, I think. I think you're right, though. It does it does pose a lot of challenges to Janeway, and that creates that that drama that was missing probably from the early seasons, with the exception right. of like Seska or, you know, uh, gosh, I don't even think that there was anybody else besides like, Seska. I'm like, who, uh, like, is there anybody else? So eventually, they did get on that bandwagon where the characters need this foil, they need this drama to right. be created, and and it's you know. And maybe, maybe I don't even know, you know, the whole plan other than, other than the unfortunate storyline that 
that we know in order to sex up Voyager a little bit, that's why they brought Jerry Ryan on and the right. whole cat suit discussion, which, uh, you know, again, uh, we've talked about before and it's just, mm-hmm. it is what it is. And there's nothing about that history that we can change, but, um, you know, I, I think that I, I'm wondering whether the idea to also bring her on board was this idea to create some drama and to create some some more DS9 like drama between characters, which you know Kira and Cisco kind yeah, of yeah, no, it's good represented. Drama. Yeah, I mean, it definitely changed things up a little bit because otherwise, it's pretty ho hum, you know. Yeah, another day on Voyager. What right. trouble is Ensign Kim gonna get into today? Who knows. Yeah, and speaking of Ensign Kim, I mean, it was great in Endgame. I know. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Poor Ensign Kim, Scorpion. Oh, man. That was unfortunate. I was like, this poor Asian. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's that. He should have gotten a promotion after that. I mean, that's the other thing about there's some real inconsistencies on this show that annoy me when I think about it. Like, in Endgame, they're still using the same transporter effect that they used years before. I was like, why? Why? Why you did, the, you did you did the uniforms the alternate timeline uniforms which yeah, is totally dumb. cool but you can't come up with a new transporter thing dumb for yeah there's dumb. that those sorts of things that just annoy the crap out of me but also the fact is that you know and I I, I think this is a pretty popular stance like how can you leave Harry Kim and Ensign for seven years you yeah. you've promoted Lu- Paris twice. You promoted. You've de- well, he got you demoted promoted once. Tw- he got demoted once. Remember the water episode. Yeah, no, no, he can't. Yeah, see, he came. But then in, he, he got restored to lieutenant. lieutenant like, yeah, and nothing for Harry this whole time. Okay. So, I, you know, I don't know. The, the, these are the irritations of Voyager for me. Some of the inconsistencies. Also, uh, I, I thought it was funny in Scorpion, and it stuck out to me was that Seven of Nine knew how many torpedoes they had and everything. And I'm like, well, you know, that number is not really fixed because no matter how many they throw, somehow they still have plenty more to shoot the next next episode. Yeah, so no, they ignored like how many shuttlecraft does Voyager have? Oh my god, they have so many shuttlecraft. It's like one gets blown up every episode. Yeah, every episode. So you know, all of these little inconsistencies that annoy the crap out of me as I'm watching Voyager. Unfortunately, I mean, Discovery's worse. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, we've talked at at nauseum. I feel that's another level, though. That is another level because at least this was there was Michael Okuda was part of this. We know it's fifteen decks. We you know and they could have explained like oh we figure out a way to build four hundred torpedoes like you know like because in season yeah. one they were like yeah this is what we have but they they could have been one line to explain oh we found a way to like you know produce them. Yeah, or we're we're using our materials to build another shuttlecraft because we lost or, another shuttlecraft. Or they could have been like, oh, we we built an industrial replicator, you know, and we yeah, how to build I mean, they did build the the flyer, so they right. they you know maybe that's the whole point is that oh they can build the flyer, they can build all these other shuttlecrafts yeah. too. Um, so I guess that sort of answers our question from that perspective. They 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 answered it, but in a different way. Yeah, not exactly. But I, I mean, come on, like spend spend a couple hundred dollars and come up with a new transporter effect for the for thirty three years later. Know, it annoyed me. It annoyed me too. Um, but anyway, 
Let's see. So where where we're going? Uh, So we were talking about seven and and throughout season four. Yeah, I I am at the I think I'm at the tail end. No, I'm I'm at the beginning of season six in my rewatch because I did watch Equinox part one. Yeah, I think by the time season six rolls around, she's definitely much more integrated. She's like, yeah, yeah. But you're right. The the entire season four is all about like conflict and conflict. And and I, you know, I, I, I didn't check and I'm not that interested, but I wonder if it did bounce ratings up a little bit. And I mean, obviously, unlike Enterprise, which followed Voyager, uh, and only got four seasons. I mean, Voyager did do seven seasons. So mm-hmm. um, I imagine that seven. Of I nine think it helped. I mean, introducing the seven, I think definitely helped. Yeah. And the Borg, which is always a big yes. Star Trek draw. It's always, right? yes. it's always a so, bumper. Hence first contact, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So how about we jump down ahead to Endgame and, and kind of talk about our characters at that point in the timeline sure why don't we why don't we you know since we're on set uh, talking about seven why don't we stay focused on seven and talk about her growth as a character and this relationship really that's happening with Chakotay yeah okay I can't even say his name right Chakotay well they pronounce it differently at different points like Belana in season one is like Chakotay or something I, I was like what what's this um but eventually everyone says tomato tomato yeah, I guess. Yeah, Chicote. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I'm definitely on the camp when I was like, I don't understand where this relationship is coming from, because earlier in season seven, or is this season six? Um, yeah, like seven was experimenting with this hollow program. Do you recall? Where I, I mean, vaguely, they they mentioned it in End Game, so right. So I think this is earlier in season seven. She like. She basically was trying to learn how to socialize and fraternize and form relationships. And it was in that episode where she found out that her cortical node was also uh, like it was suppressed. It's a suppressant of her higher emotions or whatever. Also mentioned in Endgame. Okay. Yep. Yep. That all happened in whatever the episode was. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it eludes me. But uh, yes, I mean, that was the only time when there was like a little bit of like that, you know, and it was like in a fantasy, obviously. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they really basically disturbed this up in Endgame. And I was like, all right, I guess this is something. And from what I recall, uh, uh, Robert Beltram and uh, Jerry Ryan were both kind of opposed to this. From an from an internal perspective. Oh, were they? I, I, I mean, think I, I think I. I would be. Vaguely, I'd be like, where's this coming from? You know, vaguely remember that kind of coming up um, to some extent, but uh, you know, it, watching it on screen, I actually didn't mind it. I, I thought, you know, no, I didn't mind it. I thought that they were okay. They yeah. Had some chemistry, but it's like, um, I just, I just felt it was kind of left field. Yeah, and and since I haven't finished my rewatch, and it's been years and years and years since I've watched Voyager, I you know I don't really have that same feeling about it. But I'm sure once I watch it, I'll be like, yeah, what? Where is this coming from? There's been no mention of this. Uh, but I thought it was interesting, you know, in the sense of I thought they had some good chemistry. Uh, you know, it didn't feel forced. I, you know, I think we've mentioned before that the actors in in Voyager really are great actors because they no matter what was going on behind the scenes. And again, it's not the paparazzi internet that we have now where you hear about 
kind of the drama on TV Oh my shows. God. There was like so much drama. Like we talked about this a little bit before where, yeah, like came over hated Jerry Ryan. I was like, I don't know. Hated, that's a strong word, but probably. She was jealous. Yeah. She was jealous. And I was, and you know, I, uh, I really, I said it before, I'll say it again. I really commend Kate Mulgrew. I think she's a great yeah. actress. Yeah. And I've struggled with jealousy. It's hard to hide it, you know? And she did a great job hiding it. She, she's really good at showing affection for Seven. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I believe it. Yeah, I totally believe it. Like, uh, you know, so much tension, you know? I'm really excited, just as a side conversation really quickly because i did support the uh documentary voyager documentary so i'm really excited to kind of see what kind of comes out of that oh and jennifer leanne right who played Cass. yes apparently there's also like issue, there were issues you know, there, were, there were problems yeah i mean you know yeah it wasn't just like oh let's get rid of her because jerry ryan's coming in that was obviously a big part of it but right she was Obviously, you know, I, I, I think it's probably knowledge that she struggled she's with drug addiction. You know? Yeah, yeah she's drug addiction or something yeah, like that. Yeah, addiction. Like she's yeah. been arrested quite a few times, indecent exposure. It's all on Wikipedia. Um, but I remember even when it came out on page six a few years ago, I was like, what is this? What happened to Jared? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but apparently, despite what people were saying and how complimentary they were of Jennifer Leanne, there was, you know, there were also issues on set. So I wonder how much of that is going to come out. In this yeah, I mean, you know, I think I, obviously there was some drama that came out of uh, the Deep Space Nine one a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, not a lot, but not uh, a lot, not no. a lot. But, uh, yeah. you know, because I, I think uh, over the years, I think the Deep Space Nine crew has reconciled. Right. They've kind of, you know, things have moved on. Obviously, Terry Farrell, you know, left and um and and she ended up marrying Adam Ninoy. So, uh, who, you know, who's involved in these as well. So, you know, there's, there's a tie in. Um, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be excited to see what this Forager doc- documentary kind of digs, brings up. I mean, and, and, you know, uh, the fact that I love the title of the, the documentary, it's going to be to the journey. Mm-hmm. which is the toast from Endgame. Yes. Uh, which I thought was really cool. And uh, so rewatching it on Saturday, Saturday night or watching it for the first time in a long time on Saturday night and hearing that I was like, Ooh, that's where they got it. From. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see that, but anyway. Um, but uh, yes, going back to seven in this finale, it was fine. She was fine. Yeah, I thought it was you more know, about Jane. It was more about Janeway, like it for was sure. More, yeah, definitely more Janeway's journey. It was very Janeway's Janeway's episode as it is Jean Luc Picard's, like to all to all, to all, all good things. things. Yes, yeah, yeah. It was, sure. It's the it captain's had, journey. It time travel. It like yeah, you know, it spanned. It, it brought things like full circle blah yeah. blah blah yeah you know yeah I, I think that it had a lot of this similar elements as all good things yeah and i'm also interested to hear if they'll do a season eight like what happened to the crew after they get back that would be interesting because you know that's a that's one main issue i have with endgame where you know i don't know what they could have done without adding another like 
30 minutes to it, but it was a little abrupt. Like it was like, it was, yeah. It it felt abrupt. It's like, you know, it it didn't have the, I don't feel that there was the, um, it didn't have like this epilogue that it could have in some ways. Like they, they reached earth and, you know, fade to black. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I definitely missed that. I was like, you know, I, I agree. An epilogue would have been great. Uh, I know that they did something or uh, I don't, I actually don't read the Voyager novels. So oh. was there I, an epilogue in the novel? I mean, I don't, they've definitely carried on the, the story of the Voyager crew after. Cause the epilogue, this is why all good things is my favorite finale. The epilogue. Oh my God. Every time I watch that, I'm like, do I have feelings? Like, <laughs> am I feeling something? Just having them all at the table playing and, poker. Oh and Captain, you could have joined us a long time ago. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So no, that, I agree. I mean, but we're next generation guys. So, you know, this yeah, is Yeah, but our, that was like, series. you know, them giving them one final. I know the movie, you know, it's like, oh, the movie's coming out in six months. But it's also like one final shot of them as a family together. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. Yeah. Because in, yeah, in Voyager, Lana's like just had her baby <laughs> like you know she's yeah, like, yeah and like the doctor's with her and then you know people were just like all over the place um yeah. you know it doesn't have that like finality in some way yeah and, you know and one of the again an annoying little detail like you're in the alpha quadrant in your home like let's turn on the lights like let's shut off red alert we don't need to be on red alert anymore like bring the lights up and like but instead it stays in dark and they just kind of float out and fade to to black as the voyager heads to earth so um yeah i um yeah you know i I have mixed feelings about it i i don't think that it necessarily served the whole crew as well as it could have um and and i think an epilogue or something after the fact would have been really nice to to see you know one year later or you know even you know one month later or something where we just kind of get that but like i said that's like another like that might be like another 30 minutes <laughs> like you know yeah yeah but it did feel rushed right you know yeah. this is this is a this is a case of you know deep space nine had six episodes or whatever to kind of wrap it was no it was 10 episodes oh was it 10 yeah 10 um, episode arc it was to, like to kind of you know where i think and again we've talked about this before they you know, the producers were very reticent about doing anything like that on Voyager. Right. Uh, unfortunately, but um, yeah, it would have been, it would have been cool to see it. And maybe they'll, maybe they'll do something like that in the Voyager documentary. I think that'd be great just to see what. Um, like some sort of epilogue. Yeah. Some sort of epilogue, like a month later or a year later, like the first anniversary of them returning I think, you know, and, and as we kind of rewrite the finale for people, but um, it would have been it would have been a nice bookend to this episode because they did 10 years after the return of Voyager. They could have done a another like 10 minute or whatever, 30 minute, like you said, just one year later, you know, just something to kind of bookend that episode. Mm-hmm. with the start of that episode i think that would have been really nice to do um oh. definitely not 10 i wouldn't say do it 10 years down the, the line that would not be but i think a year mm-hmm. later would have been nice to see like oh a year later like carrie's like lieutenant commander or ah, something or know. commander or 
you know, something along those lines, uh, you know, it, it just would have been kind of nice to see. Cause you do kind of get an idea of what they were in the alternate timeline. Right. But you don't get any idea of what they were in the real timeline. Right. Maybe um, we'll get something on Picard. Who knows? Uh, that's possible. Yeah, it could be. I mean, with Jerry Ryan, certainly. Um, yeah. Being a part oh of that, that would be great to, to kind of learn. And also, you know, like, I, I think that would be a great uh, another, you know, Picard novel. I, I, you know, I'm fine with taking some of that and putting it into a novel form. I guess it's fine. Um, I, I do kind of, I do like that expanded universe type thing going mm-hmm. on where you can kind of fill it in if you want to or yeah um but anyway you know janeway looks great as a 33 year old or woman i like She's... how old is she now i was like well no i mean i mean it's not camel grew no no i know i know what you're saying oh okay like older J- admiral janeway admiral janeway looks no great, admiral janeway but... looks great meanwhile yeah. Harry and Tom look like shit. Yeah, yeah. They look, look so bad. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, did you guys apply like extra age makeup to them? And, you know, make, you know, they, they both have like terrible hair. Like Tom yeah. is like balding, very yeah. bald. Harry's is all. Harry's is haggard. Like, I'm just Yeah, like, he does look haggard. I agree. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you can just... You know, and then up. they mention... So freshen he, up a little bit. Yeah, you know, like Carrie mentions, oh, I want to see your mom. Sabrina is uh, Naomi Wildman's daughter? Yes, or, correct. Um, you know, it would have been nice comes. to see... Yeah, you never see her. Yeah, just, uh, girl just wanders off and then... Yeah, just, you know, back. it's <laughs> like that little little moment. So, you know, you know, we've talked about this before, but... It, and I've said that a thousand times this episode, but you know, they could have, they really could have built out this crew in a way that was very much like Deep Space Nine and and had a more family feel beyond the command crew, like some interactions that would, you know, because of and that we talked about that. Remember at that episode that uh, the mysterious crewman who dies and sends the doctor crazy because mm-hmm. he can safer you know we could have had so many more moments like that in voyager um yeah. but you know i i i dig i dig uh admiral janeway she's uh yeah she's, no, she, she's like she's a formidable presence yeah she's like more badass she's a little more badass than she like well i think it's also given her mission she kind of like just doesn't give a shit you know she, she's yeah. just like whatever like i just need to get back to 23 60, yeah, so, whatever yeah. whenever they are in <laughs> i don't remember well you um, know chakotay died in 2394 so i'm trying you know i don't know the math but I-, I wonder what year that that the beginning of that episode is set in i don't remember the year Wait, how many years has it been 33 years 33 years yeah from the launch of voyager right oh so it's 16 then- beyond the end of 16 years beyond or no 26 years beyond uh the end of uh season then seven. i think 20 23 20 something is that correct 2370 so it's 70 some, something so maybe he died just a few years before then i don't know they Whatever. didn't they didn't reach they didn't reach 2400 yet no that's okay. picard so right 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 yeah but um 
No, I do like I do like Admiral Janeway as well because she just like goes for it. Um, I like the interactions that she has with younger Janeway. And like I said earlier in the episode, I think that um, it is a good emotional bookend to her character because, again, she's faced with the same decision. And she basically is saying that she would make the same decision if it means saving lives. Um, but she gets a girl home. So there it is. So, yep. yeah, no, overall, yeah, I, th- I think um, Janeway is, uh, she's a good character. She has her blah moments where she gets on a soapbox and, you know, has her little mm-hmm. diatribe. But I think otherwise, I think that uh, she's, she's, a, she's a great captain. Um, she's yeah. someone that you would look up to and yeah. respect and... Clearly, people do. She was competent. She's very competent. Yeah, you know, absolutely. and she's yeah, she's a little boring. She's a little bit probably too consistent, right? Um, but maybe as a leader, that's okay. <laughs> that's not the worst thing. Yeah, yeah, she's steady. I mean, you kind of want that from someone who's kind of leading you through a situation like that. So, right. uh, yeah, it makes makes a lot of sense. But uh, yeah, I think. Uh, it yeah. may not make for the most complex, layered, and great character, but you know, this is one thing that um I think someone uh, But they didn't really do that with Picard either, you know. So she's kind of she's kind of the female Picard. I mean Right. Yeah. You know, like Picard was kind of steady throughout his seven seasons. So yeah, you know, um yeah, I think uh, I think it's it makes perfect sense uh to have this example. Like we look up to Picard, you know. Mm-hmm. She, uh, a lot of people, especially a lot of young women, look up to Janeway, and I think that's great. Yeah, I was reading this uh, blog about Lower Decks, and different show, obviously, but one of the things that struck me about um, this blog, and it was talking about one particular episode of Lower Decks, but they were like, you know, as like silly as all these characters are, one thing that you really have to admire about basically anyone that's in Starfleet is that they're all very, very competent. And like, that's true. They are all very competent. Like, you know, you have basically everyone knows to do how to do everything. Like Janeway knows like every, like Janeway knows everything. She knows how to like fix and like fix the warp drive. <laughs> like, you know, she like, she like goes back and forth with Bolana, like especially in season one when she and Bolana have more interaction um, where they're trying to like, fix like theoretical problems when it comes to warp. And things like that because they're like stuck in a black hole or something. I don't remember this episode. I do not. Um, but like, uh, yeah, like she she knows science. She knows diplomacy. She's just like super duper competent. And it's it maybe makes for a little boring of a character, but it's like wow, this character knows how to do things. And yeah, you totally. I mean, would, give it. You know, give yeah. Yeah, given her style of leadership and how competent she is, I think putting her in charge of an intrepid class starship is kind of. I was thinking about this during Endgame. I'm like, and also thinking about what our conversation would be like. I mean, she's steady. She's a great captain. Like, why does she get an intrepid class starship when she should be, you know, like you you kind of want to see her I guess on Starfleet's the- full of too many competent people. Yeah, I guess so. Um, you know, so I don't know that that came up when I was watching it 
as well. Just thinking about, you know, she should really be the captain on maybe not the flagship, but on a, you know, on a bigger ship that uh, can do more, but uh, yeah. And, you know, creating a new ship class and everything was part of the whole plan for this smaller, smaller crew, which anyway, yeah, you know, I, I, I admire Janeway. I think she's, you know, and seeing her decisions through these two episodes, if I just watched these two episodes, I would like her and believe that she's a pretty competent and, and strong leader. And I think it's a great example for, for a lot of people, especially young women and girls. So yeah. Uh, it's great to great to have her in that kind of captain's forum of though uh, no to quote she does not do good imitations i'm sorry i know i was thinking that same. i actually rewound that and and listened again and i was like i skipped it because i'm like i can't deal yeah no i went back and i was like when he said that he was like you do it oh yeah you make Picard. a good job Picard. i'm gonna get the fuck out of here Chakotay. get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Please. yeah i agree yeah i agree that was not a good picard at all uh but she you know I, I did pay attention she she just read it like she was reading someone else's words like you would yeah, you would, like, you, would right. you would you would you would you would change your voice a little bit you would kind of give some different inflections because it's someone else's words but you don't sound like picard I'm no, sorry. No. You didn't do a you didn't do a British accent or a French no, accent. So stupid. You know, so uh yeah, no. Uh um, your Shakespeare hat, like read uh, some Picard. Yeah, exactly. read some wine, whatever. Yeah. So get out. So yeah. Um so yeah. So uh, yeah. Have we so we talked about Janeway. We kind of t- talked about seven. Yeah. But we can talk more about seven. I mean, I don't, you know, Is there I, more to say about seven. I, I don't really have a lot to say about seven. I mean, uh, seven. So we talked about this in the past, but seven is along with a doctor because just simply gets the biggest the car- character arc. Yes, they are. The they they get the, yes. the biggest character arcs. Yes. Sorry. It's um, like, so it's absolutely. Like, but you know what? It's because they're both like data. They're basically both like discovering how to be more human. Yeah. It, uh, like the doctor trying become going from like, just an emergency medical hologram to being a member of the crew, yeah, earning his rights, whatever. We basically I think that was the flaw in Voyager, though, is that they didn't really like parse recycling. out and plan out the character's kind of development. Um, I know, poor cast and poor Neelix. I mean, yeah, actually, yeah. poor everyone. Poor <laughs> like everyone. I'm like, Tom Paris doesn't really have th- that much change. I mean, he does marry Bolana, but Bolana, Bolana has some development in season one because she goes from this really, really angry angry, happening on to a very competent um, Starfleet engineer. And then yep. she has moments of like Klingon-ness pop up yep. once in a while, like right, dead, yeah. dead or something, whatever. Yeah, But yeah. like, um, otherwise she's, you know, she stays flat for the rest of the show. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's definitely- Harry, stasis forever he's like i miss my parents <laughs> like i'm like oh my god yeah exactly. yes we know we know you miss your parents um chakotay yep. you know i still like i said this before i i i would shift chakotay and janeway they had great oh yes yeah see, yeah, yeah. no way how that you know i don't know how that i i was thinking about that too i just don't know how that would work and i was it's too actually, complicated it's yeah complicated. you know and that's why i was actually okay in endgame seeing seven and chakotay get together because that you know that sort of made some sense to me right. uh but uh you know 
obviously it wasn't agreed upon with the actors or, you know, it was kind of thrown in there, as you said. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Tom and Bellana get together. Harry's still an ensign. I mean, gosh, still single. Yeah. Like doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so many things that even if they slightly serialize the show, just slightly serialize the show, I think it would have, it could have been better, but again, it wasn't, it was in late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Mean, I would it say, you know, it wasn't what TV enterprise was not the best, but enterprise tried to tread that line a little bit more where it was like slightly serialized. So yeah. you had more character moments carry over from episode to episode and they would yep. reference more things like, Oh, two episodes ago, three episodes ago, this happened, you know? Yeah. Or yep. would actually carry over from episode to episode. So they did a little more of that. Yeah. Not as serialized as DS9, but we we can talk about enterprise next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, we can talk about enterprise. Next I mean, week. I did my enterprise rewatch. Did you? I you know I, the difference between you and I is that I just I don't sit down and binge shows. Well, you know what? You Rarely do I do. I don't. So what's that? I said you have a boyfriend. I don't. <laughs> I have a fish tank. <laughs> you do. you're right you're right yeah I'm an yes. I'm a- i mean yes i i could see if i did not have a significant other i would probably uh yeah binge have more, more time on your hands that's more correct. time in my hand yeah yeah yes. that's true understandable well again let's fix that situation dear audience uh matchmaker Whatever. recommendations please game matchmaker recommendations uh if you please and um Wait, yeah are we done talking about seven and nine I mean, I, I yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, I don't think we need to. We're, we're already at an hour plus. Are we? Yeah, we are. So I think. Oh. Well, yeah. you know what? Um, we, it, it, it's different. But you know, I, I'm glad that we see seven in Picard. It's a very different seven. Yeah, I love her, her in this. Seven. I love her. I love her in, in you know, this. Yeah. Um, she's also, she obviously has expanded upon her definition of sexuality. <laughs> it's not just, you know, Chakotay. It's like, I don't know. She's like pansexual, bisexual, any label. I don't even know yeah. what it is. But, you know, she and Rafi, we'll see how that expands oh, yeah, yeah, in season yeah. two. Season two, yeah. But, yeah, no, I... Yeah, they made her like a little grittier, you know. Echeb, poor Echeb, you know. Whatever. You're like everyone's like whatever about Echeb. Everyone's whatever because there are stories about that guy. Everyone. I don't even want to talk. Wait, what are you talking about? Oh, you should do a rabbit hole search on that that guy. The actor. Yes. Echeb. Yes. Yes. What? There's a reason why he was not in Picard. What? Yeah, I, I don't remember all of them. So all of the, or the reasons are, but he's creepy. He's creepy. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, do Wait. do do some research and we can. Uh, well, we can okay. Chat do about you, it. Do you need me to go on like Reddit or can I just go to Wikipedia? Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, probably Wikipedia would do just fine. Okay. Oh. Um, oh that no, will lead you. No. Wiki- Wikipedia will lead you down the rabbit hole, I think. And then oh. you can do other searches. I had no um, idea. Yeah. So it's not, there's no love lost there. And, you know, again. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So well, um, I'm excited yes. to, I'm excited to see more of Seven in Picard. 
I would love to see Janeway come into it as a, as a, even as a cameo or something. Yeah. Picard. That would be yes. great. Um, you know, as you know, yes. So, um, yeah, I was about to go down the list of like people I wanted in Picard, but that okay. would take us <laughs> away take, from I'll Voyager. Take, I'll take anyone. Um, uh, that would take us away from talking about Voyager. But yeah, no, I, you know, I'm excited for the development that we'll get to hopefully get to see a, of Seven as this uh, second season of Picard kind of rolls out. And, and who knows? Because I think that, you know, we kind of have an idea that Picard is a fixed length of time and maybe something in this Picard universe uh, will kind of come out and, and the new show will kind of spawn out of that, you know, um, you know, not that I just thought of a great dream matchup would be Michelle Yeoh and Jerry Ryan uh, in the 25th century, uh, you know, kicking ass and uh, taking names. So uh, yeah, I'm excited to see more of Jerry Ryan in Picard for sure. Uh, and I would With love Jerry to- Ryan. Yes, I am excited to see more of her. I think that she's a great actress. I think that it is unfortunate that she had to wear a cat suit for four seasons. Um, and it looked very uncomfortable. Um, yes. It's just like, how do you breathe in that thing? But she did the best she could with that character. I think that she did a great job. Um, so kudos to her. You know, it wasn't just she had four seasons of good drama. I mean, yeah, really, you know, it was like, yeah, she's a, little, she's a good actress. She's a good actress and she's beautiful. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no complaints about that. But, uh, you know, definitely how they utilize her as a sex object in order to sex up Voyager right. was really unfortunate. But uh, the 90s, mm-hmm. I don't really miss it, but there it is. I guess I'm like, do I miss any decade? I don't know. Yeah, I don't really either. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, yeah. cool. cool. I guess that wraps it up for our Voyager talk, which is a little bit scattered, but whatever. Yeah, um, you know, we're all over the place. Wait, so are we gonna do Enterprise next episode? I, I guess we. Well, you put it out there, so we didn't talk about this before the show. <laughs> we so did not. Guess, so this is very important. So I'm gonna put this on your lap, and you're gonna tell me what episodes to watch. I can and, do that. And, you uh, know, we have Topol and Hoshisato. Poor Hoshisato. Oh, see, there we, we go. Another another episode than like sports. I think there's a good Vulcan arc we could talk about in Enterprise with Topol. Uh, yeah, it's like. It's three episodes. Um, it's okay. it's like uh, the Forge or something. Yeah, yeah, the fo- yeah. Um, so we could talk about that. Sure. No, there are some really good Vulcan episodes. There are some great Depaul episodes, actually. I'm trying to think whether any good Hoshi episodes. Um, that would be a struggle. But that would be a struggle. Well, we can lament just like we do about Harry Kim about Hoshi Sato. Yeah, Hoshi Sato and Mayweather. I don't even remember his first name. Yeah, I did. Then you just watch this. I, I don't have this at the top of my tongue because uh, I've it's been a long time since I've watched Enterprise. So mm, no, I don't, I don't. Travis Mayweather. Yes, thank you. There we thank go. You. Thank yep. God, one of us remembered. And then the the whole read alert thing and oh gosh, like come on. Well, that, that was, was paper just, jokes. It was paper yeah, jokes. Bad jokes. Dad jokes. Well, it was when um, is it was one of those episodes where oh. Everyone on the crew is going crazy. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, well, all right. So we will, all right, next episode, we're going to talk about T'Pol and 
Maybe Hoshi. Maybe Hoshi. But we'll talk about Enterprise. We'll, we'll do we some, I'll do some... to talk about... There'll be more material to talk about Cass than Hoshi. Oh, no, let's not do that, though. Let's not go crazy here. <laughs> I liked Cass. Uh, you know, she was just... It was fine. It wasn't a very exciting character. I mean... It wasn't the most exciting character, no. But... I feel like they um they didn't do her justice, and then I feel like I, they... I, I don't disagree with you about the doing her justice thing. Don't disagree at all. I you know I think that you know. And then they and, like I anyway. Yeah, I mean you know I'm I'm actually I'm hoping that there's at least a little bit about the Voyager documentary that kind of delves into these things just a little bit, like touches on them, because I think doing a Voyager documentary without touching on these things would be a disservice. You know, I think that, yes, we need to talk about how how the producers treated the cast, you know, what the cast thought about some of the decisions about their character. Uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't take away from the fact that they are family to one another and, and stay in touch and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, Maybe not Jerry. And I don't know how. Kate, I don't know how but, far they're gonna uh, go with it. Like you know, like, um, because they they have to. If it's a legit documentary, they have to talk about the friction on the set between. Kate yeah, and absolutely. Kate. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, you know, and 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 the fact that it was got almost twenty years ago that the show ended. I think that that hopefully after twenty years, people can talk about it without the emotional attachment to it, and just kind of like admit their wrongdoing like yeah you know uh, and maybe kate has said you know i was a you know i wasn't the greatest person to jerry when she first came on you know maybe she's done that before i don't know but you know i think things like that or maybe you know we weren't as supportive of of uh jennifer as we could have been uh mm-hmm. you know so i think that they're you know i hope that they do kind of get into some of that stuff and and wow. i'm confident that the producers it's the same same producers of the Deep Space Nine one. Uh, you know, it did become the most funded, the highest funded uh, documentary in the history of Kickstarter or Indiegogo or whatever it was. They like um, passed all their levels. Yeah. They had to create new ones. They created like 10 levels and then some. And, you know, so, you know, I'm, I'm excited for it. You know, I'm excited to see that. I want, obviously want to give them time and probably, you know, now that we're talking about this, I think, seeing it come out in about two years when it's 20 years after the oh end of God. Voyager kind of makes sense. Um, so maybe it's a year and a half at this point, but anyway, um, you know, it sort of makes sense. So hopefully they get into kind of, kind of some of that and really talk openly and honestly about that. So, but we'll see anyway. So next week we'll talk about Tapal and maybe Hoshi in enterprise. And I kind of Hoshi a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So the homework is on you to yes. assign, assign my... Yes, I will give you homework. Because uh, it has been a long time since I've watched that. That's fine. All right. Let's move on to one final shout out before we say goodbye this week. And that's to our sponsors, Fansets. Yeah, Fansets. <laughs> uh, and, you know... We love fansets. Well, I love fansets. I know you're not a, mm-hmm. a pin collector. And, and, you know, I have my pin collection, you know, a small pin collection. But uh, they do have some really nice uh, pins for Janeway and Seven. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about them. First of all, they do have an Admiral Janeway uh, pin. 
which I'm kind of digging. Uh, but they do have uh, Janeway with coffee. They have a Women of Trek, Captain Janeway from Series 1 with a glitter background. And they also have her as Queen Arachnia. So uh, they actually have two versions of Janeway. Queen Arachnia? Yeah. Yes. Captain Proton. Yeah. Right. And then they do have, they still have, apparently, they still have the 50th anniversary Captain's Master set. So you can get Janeway as part of that. Uh, as well and you know it's it is 175 dollars oh my it does God. come it does come in its own frame with its own background and everything and uh you know you do get 10 percent off if you use ds pride as your promo code all uh, caps so you, all caps <laughs> mm-hmm. so and then for seven you know we do have they do have a picard seven which i'm excited about uh they do have a women of trek seven of nine from series two and then they do have two versions of Seven of Nine Micro Crew. One would I would say is is season four, uh, and one is more like season seven. Is it just different variations of her cat suit? It's different. Uh, obviously, the cat suit is from season four, the silver one uh, that she wore. But the artwork on the faces is different. So same thing with Janeway. So I think they did an early set of uh, of you know, of pins. And then they came back and did some more detailed versions um, that look a little bit different. So mm-hmm. I, I like, I'm digging the, the Voyager, uh, the seven to nine version two one. Also the, the Picard one is great in her, uh, her outfit, which is, um, you know, kind of like Lara Croft. Yeah. It's uh, like leather jacket. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm digging that. So, and I'm digging the, the uh, Admiral Janeway one. So we want to give a huge shout out to Fansets for supporting our podcast and the entire Trek Geeks podcast network. Thanks, Fansets. Thank you, Fansets. All right. So as we kind of come to the end, how would our valiant listeners who have been with us through these hour plus long trips <laughs> of us just talking about Star Trek in, and going off on these so many tangents so many tangents we are definitely a tangent podcast for sure yeah yeah I'm like, our... where's the agenda stick to the agenda the yeah we did we did not have an agenda for this one we had one well, for... like, talk about talk about janeway talk about seven seven yeah that was we the, did. That was the... this was the least planned episode we've done ever yeah, it, it did feel a little bit more scary than usual but it's fine we're here for you um okay so if you want to reach us you can email us at dspacepride at gmail.com or you can message us on twitter and instagram and our handles there are at Deep Space Pride. All right. Well, we look forward to you talking about Enterprise. Maybe you look forward to it more than I do, but I mean, it's fine. It's just like, I'm like, we want us all kind of just wrap this up. Yeah. I we'll mean, do- did you want to do more? I don't think we need to talk about like no. discovery. We'll- no, no, no. We, 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 we've done a lot of discovery talk. So no, we'll, we'll wrap up the, the women of Trek uh with enterprise next mm-hmm. week and then uh we'll come up with some other tbd tbd, then TBD yeah TBD. maybe prodigy will surprise us and launch oh, okay. i'm kidding i'm kidding it won't Absolutely. it won't do that um but anyway maybe we should do a movie sure anyway we'll talk about it anyway next week we'll talk about the women of enterprise on deep space pride And we thank you all for listening in and dealing with our very tangential 
episode this week. So have a great week, everybody. And we'll see you again next week. Bye. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.